for some actors will have music playing on the set, you know, like they'll have music coming from a speaker. Um, and that's really, really cool. Like that's really, really fun for all of us if we need to tap into something. Um, and they're also really kind. Like I would, even in Vecna, like <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure someone will bring it up later on, but like even in Vecna, like I'd walk onto set wearing headphones. Hey guys, James Wilson Taylor here from Rock Sound. Now, Jamie Campbell Bauer is back with some brand new music. You might have also seen him spotted in, you know, the biggest TV show in the world. Let's get into all of that as he joins me on the line right now. How are you, Jamie? I'm very good, sir. How are you? I'm very, very well. It's lovely to see you, man. And lovely at such an exciting time. Like we say, you know, there's so much, so much going on, so much we've got to talk about. Let's start with the music, man. So take me back to the beginning of this. You know, obviously we know what happened with the band. We know it kind of came to an end there. What were those first steps for you when you were thinking then, okay, maybe it's time for a solo project, time to see what, what else I can do here? Um, it was really organic, actually. It was really natural. Um, I'd been working with um, Ian Dickinson at 5B uh, for a minute with the band. And, um, and then when everything sort of came to a close, there was this sort of just like, well, obviously we're just going to continue. Like, this is who I am. This is what I do. And, um, and it was just like, let's just sort of like bowl into it and, and 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 go further and I think sort of you know honestly by the end of counterfeit um I had I felt quite like drained and I was like struggling to kind of like grasp onto um my references and and what I loved and kind of who I was really um so this was like a really beautiful process in terms of like reconnecting with myself and allowing myself to have the time. And I'm, I'm very fortunate that to work with 5B and to work with Locomotion now who are doing my publishing because, you know, we're independent and we're able to take our time in doing things and there's no real rush, you know, it's like whenever you, whenever it feels right, just go for it and, and put it out. And that's kind of our motto. It's, it's like, if it feels good, then that's good. If it feels like it stinks, then fuck it, leave it um and uh, and so that was kind of like the business side and then like creatively i was in like a really like vulnerable and open space and i was just ready to kind of cut myself open some more and and, and allow all of that through and there sort of came this like great moment of surrender um and in that have, has come some like really beautiful work and and i it's something that i'm constantly trying to do is remove myself from my own thinking and just go with this gut feeling um and 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 that's what we're that's what we're up to man it's so exciting to hear you talk about this you know i always love capturing artists at these kind of moments where you're clearly so spurred on by what you're doing and and we can hear it. it's always so interesting as well when you're you know beginning this new era for yourself and we look at a song a single like run on I mean, it's completely different from the band. And I mean that in a positive way. You know, we love what you guys did back in the day, but it's really nice to hear you kind of try these new areas. You know, it's got this big kind of bluesy feel to it and then big, big riff energy at the end, big kind of Royal Blood Jack White style outro going on. It's really, really cool. Tell me a little bit about writing that one in particular and I guess when it kind of came to be as you were exploring this newer stuff. So I was on holiday uh, at Christmas and, um, you know, for, for, for anyone who's kind of been around since like day one, like even like pre-counterfeit, um, sort of doing covers of like, you know, like sort of, I know obviously like Johnny Cash's version is a cover, but like I've always kind of like stepped in that world. And, and so it's always just been like in the brain, 
And so we were on holiday and the song just like kept on playing over and over and over and over in my head. And my girlfriend like was at the gym. She like trains really hard. And I was like, I, I need to stay in the room and just like write this right now. So I started just by like doing these like stomp claps. I put a bunch of like stones in a water bottle and was like shaking it around to make this kind of beat thing. And, and, uh, and then I just did the hums and I didn't have a guitar with me at all. So it was just all like kind of vocal work. Um, and she came back after like an hour and I was like, this is done. Like it's ready, you know, it's, it's ready to go. And I'd written the chords out for like the big riff thing at the end. I was like, this is kind of the structure, but like, you know, we need some sort of like big blues feel to this. I need it to be really expressive. So, I called up Matthew Terry, who runs Vader Studios, who I worked with actually um, on the early counterfeit stuff and who has been very instrumental in this sort of like whole music journey now. And I said to Matt, I was like, dude, if you've got space in the studio, like next week, we're back from holiday, like what's going on? He was like, I've got a day. And I was like, amazing. Also, do you know any musicians? <laughs> like I need a drummer <laughs> and I need a guitar player. I need a lead guitar player. He'd just been, uh, they just had, skin dread in working on uh, the last record um and matt and mikey and aria had become very close and aria knows uh, leo crabtree who drummed for the prodigy and um is a sort of like mutual friend of ours and um and and matt and mikey and i had had a conversation about like writing together you know it was like let's get together and, and do something which we've done actually um but he was like yeah let me give mikey and aria a call and, and the boys were just like so down and I was like, amazing. I was obviously still away. They were kind of traveling, doing whatever they were doing. And then the first day that we all got together was the day that we tracked the thing. So like, you know, we had the stomps and the claps down and then it was about getting into the room and playing it live all together. So everything, like there's a video that obviously accompanies the song and the video footage of us playing live is actually what was recorded on the day. Um, so it's not, you know, we, we haven't really cut anything together. It's more just like, let's do this and let's do as many takes as we need to, to get it right. But we'll take one whole long take and we'll use that. Um, so we did that. Mikey was amazing. Ari is just such a talented drummer, man. Like the guy's so great, you know, he's precise, he's feely. He's not like showing off when he's drumming. He's like in the song and it's, it's just like classy. And then I got Matt from the studio to play the baritone bass part on it because he's so used to me being in the room and him shouting at me, telling me what to do. I was like, I'm going to put you in that space. Like, <laughs> see how you like it. Uh, so, uh, so he came in and did that. <clears throat> and, um, and it was just amazing. It was super, super vibey. And it was just like a really great feel. And then track the vocals using an old um, STC mic, um, which we now, which we sort of like colloquially refer to as the ball and biscuit mic, which is the <laughs> mic that Jack White uses right. and I've now purchased. Um, they're from like, I think they're from like the 50s or the 60s. So they've got that kind of like gritty feel to them where it feels like they're about to blow up. Um, did that all in one take as well. And then, yeah, and just kind of vibed it out. And then George Perks and I, so George Hughes, the studio engineer at Vader, we mixed the track up the SSL desk at like two o'clock in the morning. It got to like 11 o'clock at night and we'd done everything. And I turned to George, I was like, dude, we could either spend like three days in a room on a computer, like mixing this in the box, or 
we use what we've got in front of us and just like capture the energy that we've got right now. It might not be perfect, but it's going to be something. Um, and he was like, I'm so down. So we were in there until like, I think we printed it like 2 a.m. Um, we were like, that's it, it's done. Like, you know, levels, like, we're literally like riding the faders in the song. It's very minor, but you can hear it. And then we actually went back when we were gonna send it to master. I was like, oh, you know, like, maybe we should like just mess with the vocal a bit, like pull it up or bring it down a bit in certain places. And we tried it and it was like, no, we're missing something. Like we're missing this real beautiful moment like that we got. So let's just take what we have and send it to master. And then Hippie at Metropolis Music mastered it. Um, and yeah, it was just all a very like organic, natural, process and then we shot the video the next day like cal who who lives in the area like came over we had a chat and i was like this is kind of what i'm thinking these are my references i need to buy like some fucking four by four wood well, i need this eight foot crucifix i have this like little volkswagen lupo back in england so i put like you know like an eight foot long bar of wood in this car like it's like going out the back it's the heaviest thing i've ever seen the cars are riding like shit um it was terrifying um, but yeah, it was just one of those things where it was like, we're in a flow. Let's just go with this. Let's just capture this flow. Yeah. The best things happen like that sometimes, don't they? You know, just don't even think about it. Just let it kind of happen, especially when you've got such an amazing group of collaborators around you like that as well. What an incredible, incredible team to put together. And it, of course, begs the question about, you know, what else is kind of out there? And I guess beyond that as well, you know, no matter how many songs you want to tell me about or can tell me about, uh, are we sitting in that kind of territory, you know, is, or are we mixing up lots of kind of different styles? It feels like, I guess you could be free to do what you want at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. There's definitely a freedom that's coming with this project. Um, the next song that we have coming out is, is still in that kind of like bluesy gospely world. Um, uh, it's, it's got a bit less kind of guitar to it, but it, it's still within this sort of universe of um, talking about Dante's Inferno, which is what really inspires me at the moment and the story that I've latched onto. And I think that for me, like that, um, that story is, is quite metaphorical in a way of like the sort of descent into darkness that I think that we can all go through and what we have to like, sort of the hurdles we have to overcome in order to get into this space and then the truth that we find when we're down there and then this sort of ascent back into the light as it were um with this newfound knowledge of who we are and what this dark space is um and so i'm very much using that story so at the moment we're kind of in this like Dante's Inferno kind of purgatory world at the moment. So that's the next song is kind of the character myself is, has obviously passed in this last song and he's now in purgatory and he's sort of entering into the gates of hell um, and, and moving forwards through that world. So yeah, we have the next one is a lot more kind of in that world of, of, of the blues kind of country gospel -y stuff. But then you've got like material that's like got guitars that sound like Sano. Um, like one of the things that I wanted to do is try and record things really oddly. So like we put the amp like in the middle of the room and then mic'd it up from the top of the steps um, to try and get as much like space sound as we could um, using some more like synth elements and more piano stuff too. Um, so we've got like a vast array of material. So I'm kind of straddling this world of like, 
gospel, country, um, blues, darkness, alongside this more kind of like Nick Cave, um, The Cure, Sano, um, weird kind of like odd space. And, <laughs> and hopefully the two will meet at some point in the middle and then the journey will continue. Um, but my references, you know, at the moment, like a lot of my references are like Nick Cave. A lot of them are like Tom Waits, B.B. Uh, King. Um, I'm really interested in like telling stories as well, like the idea of a story within music. And, you know, because I don't want to sit around and kind of talk about cars and money and <laughs> shit like that. It doesn't interest me very much. I, I like the more like spiritual side of things. So, um so yeah, the next track is like, it's, it's quite quick. It's like two minutes, like 10 seconds. Um, filming the video for that tomorrow out here in LA. Um, you know, people will see it, but again, it's kind of got this strange, weird, eerie um, spirituality to it. Um, and then we'll see where we end up from there. We'll, we'll, we'll sort of feel it out next and feel what's right. And that's really exciting because I know the story. I know what it is that I want to say. I know how I can say it, but it's choosing which brush I pick up. Yeah, say. working out the toolbox. Absolutely. Yeah, picking out the right instruments there. It's so interesting to hear that kind of the way you kind of tie together story and music like that. And it does lead on nicely, I've got to say, to some of your recent acting work. And I will say, I'm not going to go full spoiler territory here, but if at this point people are watching, Come on. Like it all have said, it all have said in the title at some point, we're going to mention that other big show. So come back. But um, it, I've seen all this stuff you've been putting on Instagram recently about Strange Things, about your approach to character and putting up images and all that stuff. It's so fascinating now hearing you talk about music and your approach and tying in story there as well, because of course it's, it's about combining the world. It's about feeling what's right for that. I'm wondering when you were looking at this Stranger Things role specifically, did music play a role in your preparation for that as well? Alongside all this imagery you were putting together, alongside these these backstories you're thinking about, what kind of music were you playing with to to help inhabit that role? A lot of um, a lot of like when when it was funny, uh, it's like everything artistic that happens in a beautiful way for me is all very like natural. I kind of have to remove myself from the process, so like counterfeit ended and then I was exploring this new like darker territory for me which is a world I've always inhabited but a world in which I forgot you know um or, or wasn't prepared to kind of be in um so I'm like listening to you know like listening to like stuff like the cure like pornography you know that that record particularly just like over and over and over again because it's so dark and like the way that record was made was really really dark they were in a dark space and then the show comes along and it's like, holy shit, like all of this is kind of like merging together. But as I was preparing for Stranger Things and like on set, I listened to the, I listened to a lot of Sano, as I've already mentioned, like there's something about those low frequency sounds and, and just that art in general that really grounds me and connects me to like this depth in the world, which I love and I needed for Vecna. Um, and for one, two, um, sorry, spoiler. Um, and, uh, and then I was listening to like a lot of black metal too. Um, like I listened to revenge a lot. Like that was like revenge is heavy shit, man. Like that was pretty, that was pretty sketchy stuff. 
um who else would be on there uh like carpathian forest were on the mix for a minute um norma Jean were on the mix for a minute uh, uh i mean it just it's just kind of endless but like predominantly like a lot of like heavy dark metal and particularly black metal and i think that stuff for me really excites me from a sort of artistic perspective because black metal artists they live it man like they're not fucking about like those guys live that shit and i love that when it comes to art where it's really pure and really true um and you feel that in the music particularly listening to something like revenge which is just like a full-on like sensory attack man like it's crazy um so yeah yeah that 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 kind of stuff and i just try to absorb as much of that feeling and as much of that kind of art as possible in order to 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 tap into this grounded dark reality yeah makes so much sense man it's also got to be a really lovely thing to you know i I mean congrats on the performance i should say that as well i mean i've really enjoyed the season i think it's the best one yet and obviously your performance is such a huge part of that and it's got to be always daunting as an actor to come into such a well-established project but what a gift of a role for you first of all but also what a gift of a role for you particular where we've seen you combine your love of music and acting in various projects before but this more than any other season of stranger things music's such at the forefront of the story and everything that's got to be such a lovely thing to be able to explore as a performer absolutely man like i'll tell you something that's really interesting and matt and ross you know first of all like like you say the gift of the role it's like man like the writing in the show is just phenomenal you know it's it's you know we we can only do so much with material right and and this material is so beautifully written it's so true it's so well thought out and so real that it just makes our job so easy. Like it really does. It's, it's just a joy, you know, it's a total pleasure. Um, so, you know, first of all, like I have to say thanks to those guys, cause obviously it's just amazing. Um, and then on the music front, yeah, you know, the way Matt and Ross like to make the show is very much, the doors are kind of blown wide open. It's like whatever the performer feels at the time. So some actors will have music playing on the set, you know, like they'll have music coming from a speaker. Um, And that's really, really cool. Like that's really, really fun for all of us if we need to tap into something. Um, And they're also really kind. Like I would, even in Vecna, like (laughs) I'm sure, I'm sure someone will bring it up later on, but like, even in Vecna, like I'd walk onto set wearing headphones. Like I'd just be, I'd just be like blasting this shit, like or like sat in a dark room, just like listening to this stuff. Um, and that's really cool. And and obviously, you know, like with the Kate Bush track for for Sadie as well. You know, I think for all of us like diehard music fans, and I think actually more people, like everyone in general, music is like our safe space. You know, it's the space that we go to 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 feel at peace and to feel connected and it can be a mood elevator or it can or or it can kind of tap into whatever it is that you're feeling at that time you know um and i love that in the show the sort of metaphor for that particularly with sadie's character with max you know it's she's in this moment of great terror 
but also at the same time she's in this moment of like real hurt and sadness and and darkness you know and her music is her comfort blanket in that sense um and that's just a real a real joy a real real joy yeah it's lovely but i would keep my music very much in my own ears because i didn't want to piss anyone off (laughs) (laughs) real change that mood on set wouldn't it real real mood change if you play that one (laughs) yeah i was wondering yeah because obviously we've seen those videos as well it sounds like you were in a makeup chair forever as well were you blasting those same tunes at that time or were you able to give the makeup artist a little bit of a break maybe from the the death battle Unfortunately, or fortunately for Barry Gower, Duncan Jarman, uh, Nix, Mike McCash and Ari Garcia, they, they did have to endure the playlist. Um, but Barry, Barry and, and, and actually all of the team, like they, they love like heavy music and they love rock music. It was never, yeah, they were so stoked. Like they were just pumped to, to, to kind of listen to it too, which is great. At no point was somebody like, um, can you turn that shit off? Like everyone was like, this is fucking sick. I'm like, yeah, 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 it's fun, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're having a good time right guys um <laughs> right uh so um yeah man it was they they were they were chill they were all really really chill about it and some days you know we we choose kind of lighter more like 80s stuff and other days we we have like heavier shit blaring so yeah Nice, nice, nice. I've got to ask you that one question that I know has done the round so much in all these interviews you've been doing. But obviously, I know everyone's been asking every cast member about the song that would save you from Vecna. Here's what I want to know, though. Is there any of your songs, anything that you've written in the past that you think, yeah, that's the one that would bring me back down to earth a little bit? I don't mean that in an egotistical way. I mean that in like, is there any particular track, either one we've not heard yet, maybe, or anything that just strikes a little bit of an extra chord that you think, oh, actually, maybe that's the one that... uh, that would just bring me back down to level for a second. I think if I'm being like truthful about like how I feel when I listen to some of my own stuff now, like paralyzed for me with the with the um, violinist and the cello player and that that song, every time I've listened to it and I remember the feeling of it on the day, it, it just like, for me, it translates through the microphone and into my ears. So when I'm listening to that now, I can, I can actually hear myself. I can feel myself. And, and that is, is, is really special. And that's what we look for in any music. You know, we're looking for an art in general. You know, we pass a painting and we look at a painting and we're like, fucking hell, that actually really resonates with me and that connects with me. Um, but yeah, probably Paralyzed would, would be the song. And I think that was song was written like in such an interesting way. You know, it, it, it's about, it's about mortality and it comes from a very like honest and, and real place in terms of something that I was experiencing at the time. Um, but it also was kind of like linked in with the story of Icarus, the fall of Icarus um, and, and, and the loss of the loss of kind of a, a family figure. And, but when we tracked it again, there was this like vulnerable moment where it was like, I don't know what the fuck is going to come out, but something's going to come out. And I was like shaking, like at the time of like recording it, I was like, holy fuck, like, I don't know what's going on. And I played shows in front of people for, you know, what, six years now, probably, you know, seven years, um, like proper shows, you know, I played shows to four people for a long time, but um you know, not to say that those aren't proper shows, but you know what I mean. Um, <laughs> I'd be happy to play to four people again. Um, but uh, yeah, Paralyzed, I think, would probably be the one that would that would save me at the moment. Um, and then in terms of anything that I've written, yeah, there's probably a couple in there, but it 
it depends on how they translate into the studio you know it depends on how they translate in the moment yeah of course man no no it's going to be interesting to see this new music moving forward and before i let you go you know you sort of mentioned shows there for a second i saw you tweeting about it as well you know would love to do some live shows all that kind of stuff is that hypothetical or are we actually thinking trying to put things in the diary all that kind of stuff you thinking about how this live show might start looking it's gone from hypothetical um it's it's straddling hypothetical and um and logistical it's in it's in the in-between space between those two things i mean it's something that i've been thinking about for a minute and and being the person that i am and uh the artist that i that i consider myself to be i'd, I'd like to do things that are different um so it's about kind of finding out what's possible what spaces i can use um and who i can bring out with me um but yeah, it's it's definitely something that we're we've been talking about it for like a year now, and we had a show held for Christmas last year, and I was like, I'm just it's not it feels too rushed. Like I need some more time right now um, to make sure that everything that we're doing is right. So yeah, man, I, I have designs to do an interesting tour here in America, um, and to find some. I've already turned, like felt out some cool spaces in England um, and um, and then it will just be about like translating those into Germany, France, Poland, Italy um, and Europe, you know, the rest of Europe. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely thinking about it and looking into what's possible. Yeah, man. Exciting times ahead too. exciting times. Well, like I say, congrats on all you're doing, man, both on the acting and the music side. Man. Really exciting time for you. Really, really nice to chat to you. And uh, yeah, hopefully see you back here in the UK sooner rather than later, man. Hey, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. It's always a joy. And thank you for everything that you are doing. And thank you for all the stuff that you did during the pandemic, because I don't know about anyone else here, but I know that watching your interviews with artists during that time really meant a lot to me. So thank oh, you. That's very, very kind of you to say, man. No, I really appreciate that. Chat to you again soon. All right. Peace, mate. Thank you. Good to see you. Jamie, everybody.